Welcome to Trust Me, the podcast. We are your hosts, Beth Finkel and Kiana Salucci. And we are here to share with you how we create magic in our everyday while balancing family, careers, and relationships. Hi, everybody. This is Beth, and I'm so happy to have you back with us. During this two-part conversation, I have the absolute pleasure of sitting with Miss Kiana Salucci and really going through her journey of what led her from Westchester, Pennsylvania to Maine and what that looked like in regards to moving her family and what sacrifices were needed. And we really get into the nitty gritty details when you are embarking on a new change. And I know that we talk a lot about being open and honest and authentic. And I just loved this conversation with Yanni so much because she slowed down and brought us really through the details of what was going on and how she moved past it. And I think so often we just want to show up with our full story when it's done And we don't share the details of how we got there. And that's exactly what this conversation is over two parts, is what was in her head when she's making these big changes? What was going on when she decided to leave a very prominent role behind the chair of her salon and take a more quiet role as the mom of Ike and Zara? and what emotions came with that and what sacrifices came with that. I think you'll really like this conversation because you get to know her a little bit deeper and understand some of the reasons that she says certain things and why she says certain things because she's actually lived through them and her lived experience is such a testimony for everyone to hear. So I hope you enjoy this two-part conversation um, and we'll be back with part two next week. You know, I'm just trying to channel my inner Yanni today. I'm usually like literally I'm usually in like neutral colors, like black, white, cream, tan. Like they're my that's my comfort zone. That's my jam. That's my palette. So once like here and there, I try to like, you know, get a little color in there. Throw a little (laughs) Bottega green on. Get your shine on. You know what I mean? Like get your shine on. This is about you. It's always about you. So I'm trying to, you know. It's always about you. Well, thanks, Beth. I really appreciate that. That makes me happy. Well, listen, let's get it started. I asked Yanni to get a little raw this morning. Um, I, you know, been doing some changes with work and, you know, kind of approaching work in a lot, a much different way. And the twins actually just had their fifth birthday. Oh my God. It just struck me. And I said, you know, first off, I can't believe that they're five, which is so wild to me. Yeah. Because we were pregnant at the same time. Yep. I remember being at your baby shower and I was like, damn, this girl has two babies in there. (laughs) Like They were cooking away. They were cooking away. You had semi just bought a house. You were nesting. And, you you know, from the outside to me, right, it kind of looked like, wow, she has it going for her. 
Like we were over your house, you were hosting us, you were pregnant with the babies. And shortly thereafter, you allude to this a lot on our podcast, but shortly thereafter, your life to me looked like it dramatically changed. And so what I asked Yanni, and she's channeling Yanni today, not Kiana. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm Yanni today. What I asked her to focus on with this conversation is going backwards to that exact moment after you had the twins. And I'm going to let you get into it a little bit because mm-hmm. I want to hear it from your perspective. But I really want to get into your thought patterns of you know, how you made those life changes and, and, and what they look like. And so from the outside looking in, it kind of looked to me like you were this bomb ass bitch in New York city at fashion shows, doing hair first black owned salon in Westchester PA. It was bumping hard to get into. And then you had these babies and slowly, slowly you started to take more of a backseat to your business, a quieter role in your business from behind the chair to, to going full-time home with your kids. And just even saying that it's like, it really hasn't been that long and you're kind of back into business again. So I just want to sort of ask you, can you kind of go through that with us a little bit and, and what was happening for you at that time? Yes. Um, I would love to dive into it. Um, yeah, my babies, my twins are five years old and it's, it's, I cried the other night. I was making a reel. If you guys follow me on Instagram, um, you probably seen it. And I was like literally sobbing because I couldn't believe like the amount of years that went by and how they were so little and become like these tiny people with so much joy so much energy so much love like i am in love with them um and i was just like reflecting and sometimes and i know you guys have done it um even if you don't have children if you go back and you look at you know 5 years from you know that day and you start looking at pictures and memories like it kind of flutters your heart a little bit and that's what it did for me so shout out to the twins happy 5th birthday guys Happy fifth but birthday and, happy and fifth both birthday. of your big but very different personalities. Yes. Happy birthday, Isaac and Zara. Um, but yeah, going back five years ago, even before that, you know, so many people say like, oh, do you, did you manifest this life? Did you know that this was going to happen? Did you plan for it? And when I look at them and I say, no, I didn't manifest this life. No, I didn't plan for it, but yet I am living in it and I am loving it. And it took me a while to say that. And when I say loving it, I'm talking about it as a whole. You know, we all have our times and where it gets harder and things like that. But like as a whole, I'm learning to love where I'm at. The journey of getting here wasn't pretty for me. The journey getting here wasn't easy. And, you know, I went from having this role in my life. My husband and I were are both entrepreneurs. And when you're going from a space where you feel so big, right? 
And I say that humbly, but, you know, when we started, uh, first started our businesses, we were, I was 22 years old. Dan was 23. You know, we were young. We've, our whole 20s have been spent owning businesses, being in that leadership role. And that came with a certain lifestyle where we, you know, we both were on our grinds to become whatever version of ourselves that we wanted at that time. And when I opened this salon, it was, it was like this whole vibe that I was like living in, thriving in, loving. And we decided to start a family, which we are, you know, we are so blessed um, to have been able to do so. And when we found out we were pregnant with the twins, we were so excited. I had just started the salon like maybe a year before and we were like, okay, this is perfect. Like we did all the things we wanted to do thus far. And we are literally um, jumping into this new chapter. But little did I know that this new chapter was far different than I, we even expected. Um, when I had the twins or when I was pregnant with the twins, I was um, I was forced to kind of step down from being behind the chair at like 24 weeks which I was actually okay with. So I was like, you know, I need to focus on my body. I'm high risk. I'm carrying twins. Like this is the most important thing right now. Um, but I didn't know at that time that I would, wouldn't step back in behind that chair for ever, for the most part. When did you start to realize that you weren't going back behind? First off, if you know Velvet Salon in Westchester, PA, Yanni has this spot that's like in the salon. As soon as you go in, you see her first. It's her salon. You know, you see everything happening in the streets. It's just, there's an energy in that salon. So I'm just even imagining the lack of vibes that you had not going to that space every day. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you know that? You weren't going, like, first off, when did you know you weren't going to go back to that space? And how did that decision look? Well, I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time when I was taking my leave that this would be more long-term. Um, I did know that when, that was one thing we decided when we, um, were trying to get pregnant. Like I did know I wanted to have, I wanted to be available for my children. I wanted to be able to, especially in those early years, to spend that time with them. And I'm so grateful that I was able to. Um, but during that time of, you know, the first six months, maybe I would say like maybe they were seven months old and I we sold our house in PA. And at this time, I was like postpartum. We talked about matrescence and now I can connect with that. Um, it was a lot of that going on, a lot of like identity crisis, not sure who I am, what's going on. And everything that I was and knew for certain at that time was no longer. So my house that I nested, the uh, my position I was at work, who I was in my life, none of those things were no longer. And... I was on autopilot for like two years. Why? Why do you think you're on autopilot? Is it that you didn't recognize your identity? I had no idea what was going on. Like surface wise, if you asked, I was okay. 
but deep down inside, I had no idea what was going on. So life was just lifing and happening so fast in front of me um, that I couldn't catch up emotionally. I didn't really, I wasn't able to identify how I actually really felt at those times, you know? Um, And I would say to bring it back to the twins, Isaac and Zara, and um, even Dan, but especially them, because we'll get back, we'll get into that a little bit um, later, but they were like my rock doing this because it was this unconditional connection that I was having that all else looked like it was just moving without me. And then this is where I stood with wow. them. So we were connected in a different kind of way. Um, but yeah, so within seven months of having the babies, I had sold my house and my husband, uh, Dan, uh, opened another business in another state. I was moving to a different state at this time. I sold my house. I, we got a, um, an apartment in Exton, Pennsylvania. And this is where my life changed forever. I was living dual state. And it was a, it was a, it was a ride for sure. When you, and, and it's so funny for those of those of you that know Yanni personally, I think you part of your defense mechanism is to always kind of get right to the, what happened. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's harder to kind of stay in, you yeah. know, how did we get here? Yeah. And so I'm going to push you on that. Okay. I'm going to bring out my inner Oprah. Go ahead. And I'm going to ask a question around sort of the energy of being behind the chair, which I don't know that anyone can bring the energy that you bring, by the way, in regards to experience and product and advice and just general awareness of the landscape and all of the things like you leave there feeling healed, right? So I imagine as I leave your chair feeling healed, that is a skill that you bring to your profession, So I guess my question is, what did you have to lay down from that part of your life in order to pick up and find value in this new role as a, as a prominent Hmm. caregiver, pretty much 100% hands-on because Dan and you were not in the same place at the same time, most of that time period. So raising the twins, you know, a lot of that was on you. Yeah. Because you so, guys were going back and forth. You are really channeling your inner Oprah right now. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, during um, during that time, I I think, again, this is just who I am. Like, I knew that what I was feeling, I didn't like. And I know in order to pivot, to shift, I had to change the way that I think about it. And that was my motivation to this new lifestyle that I had to kind of like put into work. And I had to figure out, and at that time at the salon, I had a manager named Lindsay and I am so grateful for her um, because you ever find that person that makes life easier, right? Like. I have that in a relationship with my husband. I have that with friends. But at that time, work-related, I needed that. And my manager at the time, Lindsay, um, she 
literally looked at me and was like, let me help you. Because at that time, I was still in the mindset of, I can do everything. I can do everything. I'm living dual state. I could take care of kids. I can be a leader. I can do this. I can do that. And I think I was fooling I myself. I can still cut Beth's hair. I can still cut <laughs> Beth's hair. You want your hair done? I got you. I know I didn't sleep last night, but I got you. Um, <laughs> I was in that that mindset because I was still trying to keep up with the Joneses. And, and otherwise, I was like still trying to keep up with the lifestyle I had prior to kids, because that's what I identified as. So my manager at that time, Lindsay, was like, literally, she, heaven sent, like, offered her hand and said, I, give me, give me all of this. Give me this. So you don't have to worry about it. And it, even though you're having someone saying, like, let me help you bring the groceries in the house. I'm like, nope, I got it. I got them all in one hand. Like, I'm good. I'm going to break and my arm. <laughs> I'm, I'm break, I'd rather break my arm rather than you help me. And that was a mindset that I had to grow out of. But that's where I was at that time. And it was so hard for me. Like, so hard. I cried. I was frustrated. I threw tantrums, even though I know that I needed to do this in order for me to keep living. It was so hard to let something go. And I that's what I felt like. I was letting something go and I had to come to grips with stop saying you're letting something go. You're letting something grow. Oh, and that's, that's a different so thing. Good. That's, that's a different way of thinking about it is you're letting something grow. You that's can so only good. do so much. So would you rather something get run down on a, in the ground because you want to do it all? Or would you rather pass the torch and say, hey, thank you for being this in this position. And thank you for doing this for me and making it easier. So I, I had to do that. But she was like the, the window between where I was and where I am. And she probably doesn't even know this. And I don't think I've ever, you know, I've always thanked her, but I don't think I've ever gotten to depths. But she was a core person in my life at that time because I couldn't do it all. So in that moment, that's so great. That is just such wonderful mind shifting, my perspective shifting, letting something grow. So would you say that when you were putting down your scissors, no pun intended, <laughs> <laughs> and going sort of into a more quieter behind the scenes role. That's the headspace you were in. You were like, this isn't it for me. It's just it for right now until it becomes something else. You know what? I don't think that I was even thinking like that then. Um, I think at this time I knew that I didn't like what I was feeling. I didn't like where I was at and I was just trying to make it better. I was just trying to make it fit again, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I wasn't, I, and it was happening so fast that I couldn't, like, I'd never had the time to sit down and says, hey, is this the best decision for me? How do you want to move? It was like, I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. I got to keep going because life was happening so fast. And for those out there that are listening, and I, and if you guys have been in those positions where you feel like life is happening so fast. What do I do? What am I doing? Keep moving. And when I say keep moving, like, don't stop and get stuck. Keep moving and, you know, ask yourself, like, okay, where do I want to be? 
Where do I want to be? Is your goal to, you know, I don't know if the, if if it's a life-changing event happening, is your goal to, you know, become higher up in your company? Is your goal to open that business? Is your goal to like wake up early to next the next day and and work out? I don't, you know, minor or, you know, it could be minor goals or big goals, but like don't get stuck in a feeling that you're having. Open your mind and keep pushing. Keep pushing through it. And I think that's where I was at at that time. It was like, I don't know what's happening. And these, and it's not, it wasn't bad things. It was just like, my yeah. life was just moving drastically. At a rapid so, pace. At a rapid, rapid pace. So I have to kind of like, keep going, keep running with this. And that's where I was at. It and I'm not. An, it takes yeah. an incredible amount of courage to move at any speed in the way that you did like an yeah. incredible amount of courage. How did you elicit that? I know you talk about Lindsay and how she sort of was the precipice of some of it, but I know that there's also got to be a marrying up of something that you pulled out inside. Like, how did you get that courage? Hmm. I got that courage because I knew what I didn't want. I wasn't really sure what I wanted. Mm. I knew what I didn't want. And I knew that whatever was happening, this transitional period was temporary. I didn't know where it was going. I just knew that it was temporary. And if I can keep pushing past this, and if I can keep going then there's something on the other side of this. And a lot of times when life is happening for us, and at that time we might not feel that way, we might think it's happening to us, but a lot of times we can't see farther than where we're at. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. see farther than where I was at, but I knew that where I was at was only temporary. And I had to gain the courage. And then when you have like these two little human beings at that time, you know, looking at you, like, show me the way, like mom, like you're paving the way for us. Like this is, you know, the decisions that I'm making today will shape our tomorrow. You get this inner drive to keep going and being in the mindset of like, this is my storm. I need to keep pushing through this. That's the kind of attitude that you have to have. It's like you can't control everything that's happening. You can't control it. I love it. that. You know, I'm just thinking about that time um, as well. And when you kind of mentioned this is my storm, your boat has your family in it. Mm-hmm. So your boat were your, was your children. And Dan, you were in this storm, right? So I imagine there's other boats flying around you. So parents and friends and colleagues. And from what I remember, it wasn't all support to say, Mm -hmm. you're not crazy. This is great, Yanni and Dan. Move across state with two babies, not knowing what you're doing and come back and come back and forth every couple of weeks and 
you know, there wasn't a lot of support around you at that time. And I think for me, sometimes it's hard to, to um, numb that out. And I start to absorb like, well, maybe they're right. Or, or like, maybe they're on to something. But it felt like very much to me that you were in your boat. And you were steadfast on your path. And you somehow blocked out all of that external pressure that was saying you're you're making a mistake. Yeah. How did you do that? Dan and I talk about this often, but there's one thing to believe in yourself and to create something, whatever that something is. It is another thing to believe in something, to believe in someone else that hard that you would stop and start over so that this can happen. And Dan and I had this, we have this connection and it's even when we opened the restaurant, it wasn't easy. When we opened Sprout, the music club, that wasn't easy. When I opened the salon, that wasn't easy. And when we decided to um, move to Maine and open another business, that wasn't easy either. So I was almost used to this crazy lifestyle, if you will. Yeah. This, this like, oh, this hurts so good kind of thing. And I was willing to go to a place that at that time only he knew what it, what it really was. You know so what I mean? You're saying- he is the person that believed in you so deeply that no matter what else everyone else was saying, all the noise around you, it wasn't going to sway you. Oh, we had this connection that it was always that way. It was always that way, you know, because only, only, you know, why? Yeah. And, and a lot of times, like when we try to look for outside voices and these outside voices are not negative people. So I don't want you to think that these are the haters, right? A lot of times these are the people that, you know, love you or try to protect you. Care about you, know? you deeply. Care about you yeah. deeply. And it might not make sense to them because they're not in the in this journey and this journey isn't met for them. But if it makes sense to you and you believe it, that's what it takes. That's what it takes is for you to listen to that inner self that mm-hmm. says, despite all of this, when everyone's chattering about, this is what I need to do. It gets, you know, they say it gets to be a lonely road sometimes because only you see that vision because that vision is only meant for you. Mm-hmm. And at this time, it was like me following Dan's vision and that vision was meant for him, you know, but he had to almost persuade me like, hey, Key, this is what's coming. And I trust him that much because we have that connection that yeah. I was willing to say, okay, you know what? I trust you. Even though I'm going in this almost blindly because I don't know but I know that you do. And I'll tell you, there were moments that I would try to really get in there deep with you. Like, are you sure about this? Yeah. And there was not one inkling of wavering. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we know it's, it's like not, you know, quote unquote normal. And and we know to like everyone else, it might seem like, kind of yeah. a crazy idea, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out together. Yeah. And I think that's where we were at. It's like, we got to figure out this together. And we knew that like, it's crazy because 
even though I was, like I said earlier, like, oh, I didn't plan for this. I didn't manifest this. That's what I felt at that time. Right. But now that yeah. like I'm stronger and more comfortable where I'm at, I, <laughs> I always told myself that one day you're going to live at the beach. Right. I told well, my, you like, did this manifest is, this is, it then. So exactly. Right. So like, I like, and, you know, I've said these things like one day you're going to live at the beach, but it wasn't until all, all the noise started to hush a little bit. And then I was <laughs> like, maybe not like the coldest beach, the coldest, right. the but I was like, I was like, I was right. I was like, Oh shit. I, I do live at the beach. Even you if you can't mean? get into the water until August 31st, uh, August 31st, <laughs> you still live at the beach. You still live at the beach. You know what I mean? So like, it's, I didn't think that this is where I was headed and I'm still figuring out where I'm truly headed. But I knew then, I remember when I opened Velvet in 2016, I knew then that one day, I don't know what it is, but one day you're going to do something different. You're going to have to do something different. Your body's going to want you to do something different. Your drive, your inner being is going to want you to do something different. So I knew that one day I would do something different. I wasn't sure exactly what it was, but I kid you not by going through that storm and, you know, passing the torch. And even in this whole crazy time, the things that I thought I would never do, I was doing. I got a manager. She was doing the day-to-day. Two years later, I got a partner. Her name is Lish. She is my right hand. We, I love her so much. Um, I got a partner. So she's the person that's there. She's like, she's a hair. I mean, she's a stylist. She's amazing. So all of these things that I never thought I would do or that I needed, was everything that I could have prayed for. Everything. I love that. And so, and I want to encourage you guys because there's going to be times where you're going to have to do something. And I always say this, that like sacrifice, like, you know, there's going to be some things that you'll have to sacrifice. Let's and talk if you about want to be, sacrifice. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's going to be, I always say that when you want to move up in life. And I look at life in tiers and those tiers are different for every person. I think I kind of talked about this before on an earlier podcast, but um, there's tiers <laughs> in life. And and if you want to reach a higher tier, there's going to be things that you have to be willing to give up. And those are the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's time and money. When you give up these things, or sorry, when you want these things, when you want something bigger, the first question you should ask yourself is, how much are you willing to give up Give up to get it? That's what it takes. If you're not willing to give up much, then you have to know that the reward on the other side won't be as great. Can I interject here for just a moment? Um, First, I think 
you did say this before, but it was when we lost all of our audio. <laughs> so I don't know that anyone has heard it yet. Well, okay. This is in our earlier days of okay. having technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Okay. So hot off the press. Hot off the press. Light, life in if you, tears. If you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> um, But this some so paradoxical thinking. I think when you talk about life in tears, you are talking about it when we're going to that next big thing. Yes. But in yeah. this, and, and one in the same, right? But in this instant, you are kind of leaving your big thing hmm. for, for other big things, right? You were going to, you know, but just kind of keeping it work domain focused. You were kind of leaving the limelight in, in a way. Mm-hmm. And so what's the sacrifice there? No, the sacrifice, like I, I was sacrificing my time being at my business, right? So, and at this time I was sacrificing the things that I wanted at that time mm-hmm. for the things my husband needed at that time. So I was sacrificing for my family. You were his rib, full, yeah. full stop. And when you when you're in that relationship, and and you 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 have those things that you're building together, that's what it takes. Is someone has to sacrifice. And sometimes we talked about this in our podcast uh, last week that the balance, my my scale shifted at that time, and was like, okay, you know what. He needs this right now in order for this to happen for us. So I'm willing to give up something. And what I didn't realize, and, and I'm saying that as if it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I'll just give that up and take that. It wasn't like that. I know. That's what I'm, I'm kind of like. It wasn't let's like just that. slow down yeah. because I'm like picturing being a stay-at-home no, mom, no. not with one baby, but with two. Right? No, it it's wasn't like, like that. You weren't all shimmery and it, shiny. You know what it is? It's like when I could talk about it after the storm, it, it's like, oh my gosh, it was this, this, and that. And it's like, no, 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 no. So I, I want to get raw. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm willing to give this up. Yeah, I that's wasn't what willing we're to, trying to do. I yeah, want you I wasn't, to I wasn't willing to give up anything at that time. I wasn't I wasn't ready to give up, if I, I shall say. I wasn't ready to give up. And I went, I went out kicking and screaming, you know, okay. to be honest with so you. So what does I went that out, look like? It was, it was, I knew that I knew what I had to do in order for this to happen, but I didn't want to give up anything. And I think that a lot of times that's where we can get stuck. Cause like Mm. we can say, all right, you're not willing to give up something. Then you're going to stay here. What a gift you gave yourself being willing to give up something and not knowing what was in store for you on the other side, sort of leaving your what you knew and and what you were comfortable with in your, your safe zone, right? Your comfort zone. You're really leaving your comfort zone for the unknown. And what a gift you talk about it in regards to sacrifice, but I'm thinking about it in regards to just what a gift you gave to your, the opportunity of your life. Um, And maybe this is a great place to stop so we can come back to this conversation in part two of the discussion. We'll check you out later.